Welcome to Lead for Clarity, where we help you, your team, and your organization get to your next level of leadership. My name is Shondell Sutherland, and I am here with my wonderful, lovely Melanie Montgomery co-host. Hello. And we are excited to talk to you today because we're going to be talking about something that you listeners are asking about, which we appreciate, about goal setting. We're going to dig into what gets in the way of successfully meeting our goals. So are you ready for this, Melanie? Yes, this is such a great topic because so often we set goals and we don't meet them and we have no idea why. And so this is such a great topic to talk through. Yeah. A lot of people come and go, I want you to help me set my goals. And there are so many steps that we have to take them through first, right, Melanie? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, first of all, I need to know what are your core values? Like, what are your personal values that you're living by? And even we ask that for organizations. Okay. Well, what are your top three core organizational values? Because every goal we ever set should be focused on those values. And so what do you think are some of the things that people say, Melanie, when we go, what are values? Actually, I had this conversation yesterday um, in my course. We get a, a big spectrum from very specific to more vague, but definitely a lot of people don't necessarily know what their top like two or three are. Yeah. And I agree. And, and I think they want them I think they desire them, but I like to take them into like, we're not going to set any goals for your life until we know your values, because Mm -hmm. if not, you can reach all these goals and you are not going to be satisfied. You're not going to have the satisfaction, the purpose that you're looking for, for these goals. Like you'll just set more and it'll be dissatisfying, or you're not going to have the uh, oomph, the ambition and the motivation to go after them. So this is a really important topic. And this is actually something that I have been teaching for 21 years, Melanie. That's a long time. Yes, it is. (laughs) The first class I ever did was in the beginning of the year. It was called BU in 2002. Mm -hmm. And it was so successful that we just started calling BU, but then it didn't make any sense. So then we changed it to Life 301 because we said, well, you have the basics of life understood. Like you should go to the next level, right? And 301. Well, the next thing that it led to is really people going, I need this with my spouse. I need this with my kids. I need this with my family. And so what we do now, uh, 21 years later, is we work individually through uh, something called the process. And this is our basic playbook at Shondell Group. And when we get people into the process, which Melanie, we should do a whole season on this, don't you think? We should, yes. All right, we'll, we'll jump into that. And uh, at Shondell Group, we have something called the business process. And in that, part of the process is really identifying pain points. And when we say pain, we don't mean just like, ooh, that's, this is hard um, or this is painful. It hurts. Also, the pain of not being your, the best you can be. So we kind of look at that as the opportunities and all the things you could do and should do because uh, this is a blank spot or a missing part of your life. And so part of really identifying the opportunity here is figuring out your values so you can go for your goals. And the one thing that gets in the way of that is our unmet needs. And I know, Melanie, we, you and I have been talking off and on in this emotional intelligence about unmet needs. So I thought maybe you could take a minute and just kind of talk about that. And then I'll give my perspective. 
Yeah. So I think that when we look at setting goals, we have to look at, do I actually want to make this change? Do I have the capacity to make this change? And is anything going to get in the way so that I'm unable to really fully commit to the process? Do we have unmet means that are actually taking precedent over doing that thing? Because sometimes we want something, but we have something else that's more important. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. We just have to recognize this. Mm, That's beautifully said. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a need, a need is going to get met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a goal, uh, give or take, and and I usually have people do this exercise uh, with me, which would be a little awkward on a podcast because people mm-hmm. would go, "Why is it silent?" But I have people hold their breath. So if you wanted to give this a shot, hold your breath for like at least thirty seconds, or until you just can't hold it anymore, and then so hit pause and then come back. <laughs> And so what happens is when I have people do that and I'm looking until they just can't take it anymore and they, and I ask them, okay, well, what were you thinking about right before I called time? Mm -hmm. They said, when are you going to call time? Am I going to make it? Can I breathe? I said, were you thinking about your goals? Were you thinking about your values? No. What were you thinking about? Air. And I said, but if I'd asked you one minute ago, is one of your highest needs and desires error, you wouldn't have said yes, because it's just so obvious. Like that need is getting met. But boy, howdy, when it is not getting met, you're going to scream for it. And that's all that matters. So that's kind of a good example of how needs will take precedent. If I had you in a cigar filled room where you couldn't even see your hand in front of you, just smoke and gross air everywhere. Sorry for those of you who love cigar smoking. If you, if I said time, you would take in a big breath, even if it was full of toxic smoke, because you have to have air. Or I could take you to the top of a beautiful mountain and the freshest air you can ever imagine and yell time and you would inhale the most exotic, amazing, life-filled air. It doesn't matter. You would be breathing. And so what we want people to do is get their needs met in a healthy way, as in mountaintop, and acknowledge that needs are good versus an unhealthy way. And I just want my listeners that I just love and adore know that you are getting some of your needs met in a very unhealthy, dysfunctional way. And you're the last to know. Mm-hmm. So there's so, my truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy and really thinking through, yeah, like we put everything first when we don't have our needs met. And I know a few podcasts ago, we really talked about needs and um, Sabbath and I both struggled to really identify our own needs. So maybe you can help us. So how do you identify your needs, your unmet needs in a way that you can actually do something about it? Yeah, I think really taking inventory, I call them kind of what is your life battery? What charges you up? And then what drains your battery? Like if you think of it that way, those are those needs. When they're met, you're functioning highly. And when they're not, it's like you've unplugged your iPhone and you're living in the yellow, like I don't want my battery to run out. So I'm just going to shut down is whatever I need to do to get through it. So I think one of the pieces is taking inventory of what really charges me up. And what drains me? And I know in our class, I give people like a hundred, you know, a hundred words or a hundred things to think about. So for example, something I really value is being appreciated. Like really just, I don't, I just want to be appreciated and I do hard work and I want to be acknowledged on that. Right. 
now an unmet need of mine, let's say, is to be um, trying to think of a word that's not appreciated, like acknowledged, like I have to be acknowledged. And so if you have to acknowledge me, that is going to feel very different than just simply appreciating me. And sometimes people don't see the difference of that. Or like one of my core values, number five probably, is a life of adventure. Like I just love adventure. And boy, do I bring it into my life, right? And so an un, like the need in that adventure is to like, let's just say, feel alive. Like I just love the adrenaline. I love to feel helpful. I love the unknown. Like I love all those things. And so an unmet need of mine, a need that I would have in that is to feel valuable to others, right? I just want to be valuable. And so I, I will get that adventure in very dysfunctional ways. I have many decades to prove this. If I'm not getting it met in a healthy way and, and living a life of adventure. So if you think about it, the value is beautiful, but what gets in the way is if now I'm going after the fact that I have to be valuable to others. So Laura Duncan um, has, I think, really done a good job of narrowing down unmet needs that we have in her work. The top 10 that I think are really helpful. Let's see if I, I don't have it in front of me. So let's see how I do. The top one, and this is my top, is to be seen. The next is to be heard, to be unconditionally loved, to be protected. You know, and that's an always emotionally, physically, all these different ways to be protected, to be provided for, right? To know that you're enough. That's a big one, right? To know that you're enough, to be played with. I'm missing a few already, I, I think. But if you kind of get the gist of what I'm saying, if you understand that when those didn't get met as young children, kind of the age to zero to 12, that those are going to trigger you and it's going to get in the way of you living by your values because you're going to get the need met, right? Just like I was talking about breathing the air. If I have a value of hiking and on adventure, but I don't get my need for air met, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. If I want to be an incredible coach, if I want to be a speaker, which I would love to do, you know, then I have to get my need to be seen met in a healthy way. If not, when I'm on that stage, it's going to be a little creepy, There's a good word, creepy. (laughs) Yeah. I love hearing how it actually applies because it gives us the ability to start figuring out how does it show up in my life? What needs am I getting met in an unhealthy way? And that's a good, good self-check to do. Yeah. Like for me, like I perpetually, I think since I was like eight years old, need to lose weight. Like it doesn't matter if it's five pounds or 50. Like there's just always this goal to lose weight. Okay. Well, why? So the value is, I just want to be healthy. I want to like really do amazing things, right? And so Mm -hmm. health is the value. But what gets in my way? My unmet need to be comforted. Like Mm -hmm. I want to have comfort. I want to feel full. I have all these Mm -hmm. dysfunctional needs that are going to absolutely take the front seat when I am not aware of them and getting those needs met in a healthy way, I think food is a really quick way. And I learned that as a kid, just eat that cookie, you'll feel better. And then you don't have to really deal with anything. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think fill in the addiction. I think we all have them. A lot of my clients, it's work and it's overwork. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to get people to acknowledge them. They're trying trying to get people to love them. I think in the Mm -hmm. end, we all want to be loved is really the need that we're trying to get met. And here's what I want our listeners to hear, Melanie, is that those needs are not bad. It's how we get them met. Mm-hmm. And if we get them met in an unhealthy way, we're going to pay a lot of consequences and we're not going to reach our goals and we're going to live a life out of integrity because we're not living by our values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One conversation I have a lot with coaching clients is what is the symptom versus what is the cause? A yes. lot of times we set goals based off of a cause. So um, we're looking at what what we want to achieve, but we're not actually looking at what change can we make that's going to have that ripple effect. And this makes me think of that as like when we're looking at what goals do we want to set, what aren't we able to do? If we start to look at like what is our main barrier and start to dig deeper, what we do is then we start to find that unmet need. And then we can create a goal around how do we make sure that that's met? Because once that happens, then we're actually able to do all the other things that we want to do. Beautiful. 100%. That's right. It's really kind of cool when you really start identifying what drains you or what those unmet needs are, you really can reach your goals pretty darn fast. So let me give you an example. I had a couple, both really high successful individuals, and they wanted me to help them set goals as a family. I thought that was awesome. First, we had to learn how to communicate. We got to be on the same page so that we know how we communicate and how we see the world differently. Then we can have the honest conversation when it comes to goal setting. Um, The second thing we have to do is realize where right now are we in the area of getting our needs met? And so that I kind of take a little inventory on what are your needs? Like, what are your unmet needs? And I'll have them go through that exercise. And I said, okay, well, before we start thinking about our future, like, let's really dig into how do we meet each other's needs? And Mm -hmm. so that we're not just chasing things to just chase them. And then the next stage is really identifying those values. Because once we get those needs met, and that might be a couple of sessions just to really get clear on that is setting those family values. And I think that takes a couple steps. So I know I, I don't think people usually get it on the first try sometimes, but usually it needs a little tweaking because here's what I found out and here's the magic. Here's the coaching. A lot of times when we set our values, they're really unmet needs. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important that we distinguish the two of them and, and make sure we understand that. So once we get really clear on our values and we clear out the unmet needs and we get them really clear, then we can set values. And the story with this family that was just so beautiful to me is when they came to me, it was all about their financial goal. Like that was what they wanted to go after. Very successful people. And they were telling me, well, we're in our highest earning years. Like this is it. And then I went back and asked them, I'm like, okay, now to what ages are your children? And I said, okay, do you realize that this 10-year goal that you just set, because these are your highest earning ages, like as soon as you achieve that, you'll have no children in the home. And it was just this big aha. And I said, and your family is pretty high on your value list. And it was like the coolest, most beautiful, humbling um, time for all of us because they realized like, oh my gosh, we would have been chasing 
after this goal for the next 10 years. And they would have both loved, like they both love that. So that would have been like, woohoo. But really they're getting a need met, number one. And they would have been leaving their values behind. So it was so cool because instantly they did a huge shift. And I think that they are just thriving because of that. And so there's an example of why we really want to get clear on all this stuff. So we don't go, we don't spend the 10 years and it's so fun making all this money for our quote unquote security, which is the unmet need, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, then we, we totally just compromised all our values along the way you know, without even realizing it. And a lot of times we'll get our, we, (laughs) and this gets really crazy. You know, we start, we, in the name of our unmet needs, we compromise our values Mm -hmm. because we're like going, well, I have to have security. My family needs to be secure. My family needs this, my family. And I'm like, your family doesn't need any of that except your time, attention, and love. Mm -hmm. That's what they need. That all this other stuff is a byproduct of that. Yeah, but I have to have security. I'm like, let's just be serious about that. You, that is an unmet need for you that you're projecting. So let's figure that out. And those are hard conversations to have. Mm-hmm. I don't like those conversations, but they're life-giving. Yeah. Well, we need that person that will talk us through those hard conversations to say, are you living your values? And what are those things? And how do these things play together? Because I can really relate to a lot of what you're saying. Uh, You know, for the first, my most of my life and my career, I was so focused on getting things accomplished and creating what I wanted out of a career that I sacrificed a lot of other things that I thought I valued. Right. Family, friends, my own life. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we get this thing and this should, you know, we get these shoulds. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem. Like we're living a life of I should do this. I, you know, I could do this. I have to do this versus the beautiful words of I want this. Mm -hmm. And once we can turn those should, coulds into wants, we live our best life, Mm -hmm. you know, so we don't have you know, multi, multi, multi millionaire, maybe we just have a millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not that, I mean, everyone should want to have as much as they desire in their goals. But I just think sometimes we get over our skis and there we are multi, multi millionaires alone, Mm -hmm. miserable, you know, and that's no fun. And I've just, you know, I've been in this business for 23 years and I've made lots of people multimillionaires or help them become that. I mean, many, And if they don't do it according to their values, which is our way, they're miserable. Mm -hmm. And so I love seeing people reach their goals with happiness. That's Mm -hmm. the fun part. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Well, Shondell, this has been great. And I think it's about time to land this plane. So what is one thing that you would really love our listeners to take away from this conversation? I would just want them to one um, value that they have needs and that that's okay. It's not being needy. Mm -hmm. And I would have an evaluation that are they getting their needs met in healthy ways? And if not, then let's flip that up. And then second of all, that they realize that those unmet needs are going to get in the way of living by their values. And that Mm -hmm. means that all this goal, going after their goals is not going to be satisfying. So in the end, what we want is we want people getting their needs met in healthy ways, 
We want them living according to their core values and we want them reaching their goals with just ease because it really matters and it's purposeful. Yeah, I love that. Well, you all can catch us at shondellgroup.com. We have a quarterly newsletter that will be coming out very soon. So you can subscribe at shondell.com. And we are super grateful for your questions. Like even these questions right here, uh, we are here for you. Like Melanie and I, we love these podcasts, but we do it because we just enjoy investing in you and hearing from you and growing with you. So Mm -hmm. be sure and email those questions or uh, to podcast at shondellgroup.com. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And and as we always say, Melanie, be the best you can be today. Thanks.